keep turning. Look at Genesis 39. Because there's a second temptation we need to look for God in. And not only on the mountain of despair, but we need to look for God when we're in the den of passion like Joseph. Genesis 39, 1 through 9. Now watch this sequence. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, the Egyptian officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the bodyguard, brought him from the, bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him down there. And look at verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph. So he became successful, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw the Lord was with him, and the Lord caused all that he did to prosper. And Joseph found favor. Look at this. This is just a, what a resume. I mean, everything is upbeat. And he, he found favor in his sight, verse 4. He became his personal servant. He made him overseer over all he had, and he was, uh, everything was under his charge. Wow. And, and not only that, look at verse 6. At the end, Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. And, of course, Potiphar's wife found this, and she started the direct approach, and she asked him to commit immorality with him in verse 7. And look at verse 9. When you're in that den of passion, when you're in a place that, that you didn't plan to be, and all of a sudden you get there, and, and passion is overtaking you, and, and you are starting to feel strong temptations of the physical desires, which, by the way, God created, you have to remember that. There, there's this strange idea. I was listening to Howie, Howie Hendricks last month, and, and uh, he was preaching, and he told about this man that said, he came to him after Bible conference. He says, you know what? Every time I have physical relations with my wife, he says, the Holy Spirit leaves the room. And Howie Hendricks looked at him and said, how can God, who made the most wonderful element of married life, the sexual dimension, how could God leave the room? He said, it's you, my friend, who are leaving the Holy Spirit by your attitude. And that is exactly our world. We have this aberrant view over here that, that anything goes and you can be immoral. And over here, some of these far right people think that, that the beauty of sexual relationship is, is something that is, is, is or displeasing to God. And yet, it's the unrestrained passion of lust that's displeasing to God. But the beauty of the marital relationship is what God has designed, and it's to be the cement, it's to be the, the, the beautiful fitting together of two lives that holds them together for life. And, and Jacob, or, or I mean Joseph here, Joseph knew that. I don't know whether his father had taught him that or what, but he knew that outside the bonds of marriage that it was passion, that was lust. So look what he does in the den of passion when he's tempted. Verse 9, he confesses to this woman. He says, there's nobody greater in this house than me. And, and, and he, your husband, my master, has withheld nothing from me but you because you are his wife and it's God's order that there be no sexual involvement outside of marriage. And I'm not married to you. And so I can't be involved with you, he says. But look at what he looks for. How then could I do this great evil and sin against God? We need to look for God when we're in the den of passion, because when we do, we'll see that God sees us. You know what? The young people that get involved in immorality are just like my two-year-old son who stuck his head under the crib and didn't think I could see him. And as long as his head was under that crib, Dad couldn't see him. And they think as long as they close their spiritual eyes to God, that he doesn't see what they're doing when they're alone and their passions are inflamed and they're sinning against God. No, God says when that den of passion comes, whether it's you alone in the hotel room and the television or whether it's you alone on the Internet, 
uh, with your computer, whether it's you alone going through some place and the magazine racks there, or whether it's you just cruising through your television and you see something. In that instant, when passion comes, look for God and remember He sees you. And He's right there, and He has made the escape lane for you to just barrel right out of that temptation and make it into a triumph for Him. Look for God, like Joseph did in the den of passion, and know that God sees us. Look at Psalm 142 real quickly. We've got to hasten on because there are seven of these, and I want you to at least get the reference for all of them. We need to thirdly look for God when we're in the cave of fear, like David. And we need to find that God supports me, that God is with me, that God is my refuge. Psalm 142. I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make my supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint. I declare my trouble. Verse 3, my spirit's overwhelmed. You know my path. You know where I am. But they have hidden a trap for me. You see the fear and the concern. He says, I look to the right. Verse 4, there's no one who cares. There's no escape. No one cares for my soul. So he looks for God. And that's the wonder of verse 5. I cried to thee, O Lord. And I said, thou art my refuge. We were studying this in the cars. We were driving across the country. I said to the children, what's a refuge? It's, it's a place you go to hide when everything around you is, is, is... In fact, we were going through Psalm 46 specifically, and it talks about when the earth quakes, when the mountains move, when everything's falling apart, God is the refuge. And when your world is quaking, when you're afraid, whether it's physical afflictions of your body or whether it's spiritual afflictions of spiritual warfare or whether it's emotional afflictions of, of, of things you were counting on that are falling apart, financial, whatever it is, go to the refuge. When you fear. And, and when should we look for God? When we're in the cave of fear. When we feel like everything's pressing in on us. When we feel like our world is falling apart. Where everything we're counting on is shaking. Look for God. And find He's the refuge. He's the one that supports us. He supplies us, like Abraham, when we're on the mountain of despair. He sees us, like Joseph, when we're in the den of passion. And He is the one who supports us like he supported David when we're in that cave of fear when everything seems to be squashing us and attacking us well another one I want to show you and by the way you can look at Psalm 56 Psalm 46 Psalm 57 Psalm 142 those are all Psalms David wrote when he was scared to death and next time you're afraid especially as Psalm 56 says God is for me this I know